Good morning. Sadi Beis Amadalek, we're up to the Mishnah. We finished yesterday um, the sugya about Eged Yodai, Eged Kuf. We suggested uh, a, a little bit of a Maharich to answer for to answer the question of Kivayga. <coughs> and as I said, that, I mean, it, it still needs more looking into that. This toast was here on Sadi Beis Amadalek and the toast is on Daftalad Amadalek as to whether they are, there is a Maharich between the two or whether they are really saying, like, the Chazanish, as I did check up, the Chazanish does say, not quite like we said it, but he says that there's no steer between the two toasts, they go hand in hand. Meaning to say that when Tosis says on Daftalad that there is no Kluto Commission of when it's in the hands of the Oni, of the Yad, of the, the Balabais, that's because of Eged Shemei, Eged Gufoi, Shemei Eged. They go hand in hand. Yeah? But the Eged doesn't seem to understand that because that's not the Mashmoros of Tosis. Right? But that's effectively what we, what we wanted to say. We just took it a little bit further and explained that it's to do with the Hanokha, therefore. It's not so much being in the other Rishos, rather it's the, the Hanokha which is lacking. And once you say it's the Hanokha which is lacking, I think that should more or less answer the Kasha of, of Rabbi Kiveiga. Right? It's, it, needs, it needs still a little bit more work, a bit more tweaking, but let's move on to the next Mishnah. Hamaiti, <coughs> somebody who's taken out, somebody who takes out, Bain Yamino, Bain Bismoida. Whether he takes out with his right hand or with his left hand, the sechiko in his lap, oyal kasefov or on his shoulders, chayev is chayev, shekain maso benekos, because that is the maso benekos. Pashtus means it's going on the shoulders, but well, as I'm sure you will we'll see in Rashi, but it can possibly go on more than that. But the maso benekos, as we, the subject we're going through now, is they would carry it on their shoulders. Yeah? And therefore, this is not considered as being abnormal. This is a perfectly normal. It's exactly the way they carried it in the, in the Mishkan, or the times of the Mishkan, and therefore, there's a perfectly normal way of carrying. Yeah? It's mm-hmm. therefore... So, cheik is a thought, it's a chest. Cheik is a lap, Norman. It's more the... Uh, it's probably something in the lap, but it's... Uh, yeah? He's um, walking, it can't be... <coughs> It presumably means a pocket of some sort. You can't carry it on your chest either. You can hold it there. In which case it's in your hand. Mm. I mean, whatever seats carry at bottom of his chest, wherever, wherever you want to put it. Normally, cheek is the lap. Mm. Um, as far as I'm aware, at least. Um, so if, if, if you take a look at, uh, at Rashi before we go on, so Rashi says on the Shekin Masa, on the Mishnah there, Shekin Masa Benikos, Bakosi Fiesol, it says, and they, they will carry it, carry it on their, on the shoulders, with their shoulders. V'yemin usmal v'cheik erach aro. And it says Rashi, that, as I said, Shekin Masa Benikos is not going on the right, the left, and the left chest, whatever you want to call it. That's just posh it, that's normal way of carrying but you should know that in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak by Yehuda I found he said find in the Yerushalmi that it's going on everything meaning to say and the job of El Ozov and Aaron Akain was Shemen Hamor right the oil for lighting that's the Keteras Umincha Satomid in other words the Chavitin the Shemen Amishcha and the Shemen Amishcha, the anointing oil. So we, the Yerushalmi says, Shemen Echot Bimin. How did he, when they travelled, how would he carry all of those? 
So Shemen Echol Bimin, he carries one of the oils in his right hand, Shemen Echol Bismal, one of the oils in his left hand. Ba'kateris Becheka, the Kateris would be in his lap, Ba'chavitin Ba'kosim, and the Korban Mincha would be, the Chavitin would be on his shoulder. So therefore, Shekim Masop and Ekos is actually going on everything in the Mishnah, the right, the left, the Cheik, and the, and the shoulder. Yeah? Then the Mishnah continues on. Kil'acha Yodoi. If a person carries Kil'acha Yodoi. Now, literally, that means with the back of his hat. Okay? Um, Tosu says, depending on the girsi you've got here, it could be that Kil'acha Yodoi is what we call Kil'acha Yodoi. And that's going to give you examples of things which are unusual ways of carrying it. Or you could be going to say, as Kil'acha Yodoi means with the back of the hat. And the, therefore it's included in the list of things which are unusual ways of carrying it. So he says, if you've got the girsa, le achayodo, beragolo, etc., etc., then it's going to be just another example. The back of the hand, the leg, etc., etc. But he says that our girsa is that we've got kil achayodo. If your girsa is kil achayodo, it doesn't mean the back of the hand, it means carrying it kil achayad. What is kil achayad? What is an unusual way of carrying it? Here we go. Beragolo, with his foot. You don't normally carry things with your foot. The fifth, in his mouth, to which Tosfus um, actually says that, what do you mean? Carrying in your mouth? We, if you look at Tosfus, brings from Croesus, that a person's high for carrying in mouth. So he says it depends on what you're carrying in your mouth. If you're carrying, carrying Eichlin, then a person's high, because that's a normal place to put, put food. But if you're carrying something else in your mouth, then it's not a normal way. That's Tosfus. Okay. So that's Befiv. So something which is not normal to carry in the mouth. Uva Marpeko. Now this is the big discussion. What is Marpeko? Rashi learns it means his armpit. And Tosus learns it? His elbow. The elbow joint. Okay. And Tosus goes with many, many rides. I'm not going to order them because basically it's just Kamara's elsewhere. But Tosus brings rides that it means the, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The elbow joint. The emphasis that you'll find that I believe Rashi sometimes explains armpit, sometimes elbow joint. So obviously Rashi must learn that Marpik is just the, is the, uh, is sort of the joint somewhere on the arm. Sometimes it could be the armpit, sometimes it's the, it's the, uh, it's presumably what you have to say. So, but here Rashi learns it means in his, in his armpit. But Osno, with his ear, Uvisaare, and with his hair, he tangles something up in his hair and carries it out. Uva fundoso. And with his, it's some sort of belt, which actually is hollow, normally a money belt or something like that. Um, but its opening is facing downwards. It's going to be a money belt. You say that's a pretty normal way of carrying it. No, there's no matter where it's facing, the opening is facing downwards, so everything's going to fall out. That's not a normal way to carry it. Or... To carry something between his belt and his shirt. Right, whatever he's wearing underneath it. That's also not a normal way of carrying things. In the hem of his shirt. I mean, that khaluk is probably longer than our shirt, but this, that, that's the general idea. In his shoe, in his sandal. All these cases, pottery is pottery. Because he's not taking it out, he's not carrying in the way that people would normally do so. Yeah? Says Rashi. Marpeko, what is Marpeko? Aisilo. 
Right, it says armpit. Pundoso is Erzokholo. Is the actually the hollow uh, belt. It's, I think normally it's some some sort of money belt. Upiolamato with its opening facing downwards. That's not the normal way of carrying. If its opening is upwards, that is normal, he'd be high for that. Svas Chaluka, we said the, the hem of his uh, shirt. Sofat Achtel, that means the lower so, the lower um, hem. Right? So once again, that's not a normal place of carrying things. Yeah? Is that clear? Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Lazar says Rabbi Lazar. Somebody who carries something above ten tefachim. Now he walks out with it, holding it above ten tefachim. Chayiv he is chayiv. Why? Shekain maso bnei kahas because that was the way the bnei kahas used to carry it. They would carry it, and when they carried the kalim, the oran, it was above ten tefachim. So the Gemara asked the obvious question, which is, Will Master Bene Kos From where do we know that the Master Bene Kos was actually above 10 spot? And how do you know that? It's a chsiv, because state in Posuk. Is this a din in well, n- number one, it's going on the malacha, but it won't it won't make any difference. It won't really make any difference because the the point is he is taking it. It starts actually no, not necessarily oh, when he lifts it up. I don't I don't think it would make any difference as it happens. If if you look at Rashi, Rashi says on the Gemara there, Hamoti Masi Lemanam Yud. He moves it through the air. So they use the lashon of ma'avir. Beyond with his hand, the eno al kasefo, but it's not on his shoulder. The galvaya min aretz asara, and it's higher, you know, from the ground. Asara ka'ama. Now, as measuring from the ground, it's ten above the ground. Yeah, diibe monach al kasefo, because if it's on his shoulder, must easily. That's our mishnah. We know he's chayev. Yeah? Behold this nan, I we learned in the Mishnah on Dach, well, we'll have that as Shemal Dach Kuf. Hazorik Dalad Amis Bukhesa, but we've seen this before. There's somebody who throws Dalad Amis on a wall. Lamalo Measora, if it lands above 10, in other words, it hits the side of the wall above 10. Kazorik Ba'ave, we see it's like throwing in the air. Almost you see a Lamalo Measora, the Rishasarabim. There's no Rishasarabim above, above 10. Dafka Zuri, that's Dafka a case of a projectile. Avon Mavib is somebody who is Mavir, right? He does it with his hand. Yeah, whether he's taking Rishasarabim or Rishasarabim or he is walking Daladamas with it, don't think that should really make a difference. It's Chayev Dialif and Bnei Because we learned the Malocha of, of, of uh, Mavir in his hand as opposed to Zuri. Doesn't matter where the chipetz is. Even though you'll say yeah, but the actual chipetz is going through a mekayim It Doesn't bother us. 
Yeah? But you're right, it's Zerik. Zerik would be different, right? Mother, I don't think that makes a difference. I may be wrong, but... Uh, yeah? Okay. So the Gemara asks then... Uh, back into the Gemara. Umaso b'nekos minola. But from where do we do we learn? How do you know that with the master b'nekos it was above ten? You're saying because you're because that's the way the b'nekos carried it. How do you know? because al Right. That's presumably talking about the coverings they put on the mishkan. Right. Al hamishkan v'al hamizbeach. This, this is what they were what they were pointed over. Okay, so um, fine. So here we go. So ala mishkan of ala mizbeach sovish. So makish mizbeach le mishkan. It compares the posset makes a hakashir between the mizbeach and the mishkan. Ma mishkan yudamis. Just as the mishkan we know was ten amis high, av mizbeach yudamis. So to the mizbeach was ten amis high. Yeah. Umishkan Gufeminodon, from where do we know the Mishkan itself was ten amis high? The Khsibuka Shtatim Posuk Esa Amis Urachakoresh. The length of each beam was ten amis. And that's obviously the height of the Mishkan. Uksib and it's written, Vayifrist Esa Oyal Ala Mishkan. And he, which we'll see is Moshe, he spread the oil, that's one of the coverings, on top of the Mishkan. That's the second covering, right? On top of the first. Bahomarav and Rava said, Moshe Rabbeinu Parasai. The Moshe Rabbeinu, he was the one who spread it over. Now, how did Moshe manage to do that? If, you're to, if he was as tall as me, he wouldn't be able to do that. How, how, the answer is, must be, Mikana Tzolomit, from here you learn, Govan Shalavim, the height of the Levim is Es Amis. In other words, we assume that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't abnormal height. That was the standard height of Levim. Yeah? So in other words, we start from the fact that Mishkan we know was 10 Amis high. Yeah? Because Esamus Erech HaKoresh. Yeah? 
if the Mishkan was ten amos high, then we know the Mizbech was ten amos high. And how tall were, were the Rebim? We assume like Moshe Rabbeinu, ten amos. How do you know they had to be ten amos high in order to be able to spread the oil on top? Okay? So we now know the Mizbech was ten amos, and we know that the Rebim carrying the Mizbech were ten amos high. Yes? Yeah. Fine. Now the next piece of the, of the equation. Ugmiri, and we have a tradition. That any muscle, anything you're carrying on poles, the normal thing is you have a third of it above the poles, and two thirds below. In which case, it's going to be raised off the ground quite a little bit. Let's work that one out. The Mizbeach, that's right. If the, if the Rebim were ten, ten, or let's say the Mizbeach was ten Amas high, and the Rebim also ten, how many Tzfochim is that? That's sixty Tzfochim. Yeah? So if we're saying that two-thirds of it would be below the poles, how many Tzfochim is that? Forty. Yeah? Raised twenty above the ground. So it must have been raised, yeah, because if they were ten tfochim tall. Uh, ten, amos. Ten, uh, ten amos, I mean, sorry, sixty tfochim tall. So that will have it, twenty tfochim off the ground, and we'll see in a second. Huh? Does it include the head? Include the head? Okay, that's, that, that's, that, that's, that will come to this, Shem. But let's just, for the time being, assume. Including the head for a second. Yeah. So let's take a look at Rashi on that before we go on. Says. Well, actually, this bear itself would actually be, even if you say like saying ten amas, but you'd be <coughs> five tochen for the clay, uh, the clay of the Mishkan would be five tochen. Well, there's there's a lot of things. Number one, you got the head. You've also got the fact that the arms, because remember we learned from the fact that, you know, that Rebim spreading the Ohel on top. Your arms spread well above your head. Doesn't necessarily mean they would turn ten arms. There's quite a few questions here to look at. But let's, let's see what Rashi says first. Um... In fact, I tell you, let's, let's, let's just finish off the Cheshman of the Gemara. Let's see the Ibai Seim and then we'll see Rashi. Ibai Seim, or you can say, if we want, we can say, Me Oren, we learn it from the Oren. The Omar, because Mara said, Oren Tisha, the Oren was nine to fucking high. The Chaperes, and the Chaperes was another Tefak. So the Oren was how much? Ten. Harikan Yud, so in which case, a total of ten to fucking. Ukumirim, we have a tradition, the whole Tuna, that any Masui, the Midali which is being carried by Motis on Paul, Tiltamila El, a third would be above, with three still two and two thirds below. So that means you'd have six and two thirds below. Now, if you take now back to the normal height rather than these huge levim, three armors. Three armors. Let's say excluding the head. Three armors. That's thirty tefachim. Uh, sorry, three armors. Eighteen tefachim. Take off six and two thirds. Now that one, that one works much easier, right? Correct, because that you can be carrying on your shoulders. You don't have to worry about the head. That one works very nicely. The other one will have to work on a, a little bit still. Yeah? So the Gemara just finishes off and it asks, V'ligmar mi Moshe. Why, why can't we learn from Moshe? What was wrong with what we said before? So the Gemara says, Moshe is different. 
because uh, Mara said, "In Ashkena Shoyre Ela Al Chacham Gibar VeOshir Ubal Kaimo." That the Shkena is any Shoyre on somebody who is a Chacham. He's a wise man. He's a Gibar. He's a strong man. He's a rich man, and he's Bal Kaimo. He's tall. Well, so therefore, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was different. He was exceptional. That's right. Let's take a look at Rashi. Asher Ala Mishkan VeGomer. Bekalei Achotz Mishtoi. He's talking about the Kalei Achotz, the the surrounding uh, curtains, right, of the Chotz. Af Mizbeach, we said just like the Mishkan was ten tefachim high, so to the Mizbeach, go for Yud. Sorry, yeah, yeah, ten amos. So go for Yud Amos. So to the Mizbeach was ten amos high. V'hutzrach l'sevim v'bekloim shal Yud Amos rochov. So therefore, it was necessary to surround it with curtains which were ten amos wide. In other words, that was actually their height. Right when it was actually spread, they would be ten amos high. Yeah. Umani mekayim. So what do I do with the pasuk? State the gimel amoy v'shalish amis kem also that the height of the mizbeach was three amis. That's misvas soibib ulamada. That's from the the soibib on the mizbeach and upwards. It was three amis above that. Umani mekayim v'koma chamesh. Right. What about? But we got a pasuk with the kloim. The kloim. It says it was five amis high. That is misfas misbeach chulamala. That means from the edge of the misbeach and upwards. Yeah? Kath mefurish bizvachim, that's how it's explained in Zvachim, Shoya Kaloim test for Amis, that the Kaloim are actually 15 Amis high. You also have in Yomal the same thing. Yeah? In other words, the Kaloim were, te- were 15 Amis high. Yeah? The Mizbeach was up to the Soviet 7 Amis, above the Soviet was, was 3, so a total of 10. And that which the Pulsar says you had 5 Amis, that was. On top of the right, and that was in order to provide sneers for the for the the kernim standing on top. Because remember, if they're four armors high, including their head, and there's a bit if they have to raise out or anything, I presume that's just to give it a little bit of extra height. So that's how you get the fifteen armors all in all. Al kolponim, the mizbeach itself was ten armors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The here. Yeah. Right. Then we said that the person, uh, who was spreading the earth on top, well, he had to be 10 armas high in order to be able to spread it. So, from here you learn the Kosaka Daif and Sha'anavim, Nami Gavir Gamesh, because we think at this point. Well, it didn't make sense because Ma Mishkan Yes, that's the Mishkan itself. But we're saying actually the Mishkan. No, that, that's the Chotza. That's the Chotza. That's the Chotza. The Mishkan. Yeah. But from the from the Lashon of the Pasuk... What? Oh, the Mishkan is the Kroshim. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. There's, or the Kroshim with their coverings in the middle. The, the Kaloyim surrounded the Mishkan and the Mizbeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, is that clear? Um, right. Okay, let's just go if I got it. The, the Icar is the Hekish between the Mishkan and the Mizbeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Rashi's right. explaining what's going on, right? Yeah. So... Then we worked out that Moshe Rabbeinu must have been ten amas tall in order to be able to put the, the yeah. covering on top. And we says Rashi because at this point we think that other Levim were just as tall as Moshe. Right? That's in the first shot of the Gemara. Mm. So in which case we say, well, we've got a, a tradition. Anything you're carrying, you'll have a third above the poles. The Chim of the Mizbeach Yud Amas. Since the Mizbeach we've established is ten amas high. For who knows about Kosim when he was carrying it on, the Levim would be carrying it on the shoulder. Because as it's written, but if they cast learn or son, they didn't have our goddess for going because they carried everything by costly, so they carried everything on the shoulders. But the Vim Yudamas, and we said that the Vim were ten armors tall. Kimidaru they tilt to the mother when they carry a third above the poles, Mir Hashem, 
Mikseifa, above their heads or above their shoulders. Sorry, it, so it comes out that it would have been from the ground up to the Mizbeach would have been Korov Lishlish Shalyudamis. See, Rashi says near to a third of the Tanamis. Yeah? He's aware it won't be the full Shlish. That's how Rashi deals with this problem because you, you've still got the head. They don't carry, people don't normally carry it on top of their head, they carry it on top of their shoulders. It's quite a bit more than 10 Tzfokhim. We're talking about 20 Tzfokhim as we worked it out. Okay, then take into account the head. Yeah? Yeah? The only thing is, if it works in proportion, if it works in proportion, right? Let's work this one out a second. If it works in proportion, how much is the head to the rest of the body? As far as Chazal, I know this may not work without... See, I'll show you a little bit more about this, I think. We know, Chazal say it's three armors for the body and then an extra armor for the head. Correct? It means that with, with the... With the, with the no, it's not a full arm. No, not a full arm for the head. Huh? No, it's from Ashram. It's not a full armor for the head. You're going to have to say that because it's otherwise... Because otherwise it's not going to work. You realize that. If you would say it's a full armor, that means that up to their shoulders is going to be 45 spokhim. And if you've got two thirds below the shoulders, you're only going to have five spokhim from the ground. So you can't say it's a full armor. Either that or the, the top armor is not from the shoulders it must be including the top chest as well or something like that well, well hold on do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Um, you're taking up a quarter if you, you say that, that, that's the posh understanding but okay we'll see more about it we'll have to see about that yeah but it's impossible to say that they mean from the shoulders upwards an extra armour because then you'd have to say it's a quarter off in which case the whole cashman falls uh, doesn't work on the other hand, you can't say that the proportion is different with the Rebbeim, because then they'd all be Bali Mumin. Because that's what the Gemara says with regard to the Amma of, of Moshe, the Gemara Bukharis. Because otherwise he'd be a Bal Mumin. So when we talk about the Amma of Moshe, we don't mean the Amma of his literal Amma if he was ten Amma's tall. Yeah? He would have had a much bigger Amma than us, the whatever, 50, 50 odd uh, centimetres. His would have been much more than that. So, so to their head and body must be in the same ratio as well, so they shouldn't be ba- uh, Bal Mumin. Okay, fine. Um, or you can say, that Taka the Rebim are not taller than, they weren't ten, uh, ten armors at all. In which case, we don't learn it from the Mizbeach. The Shema Rebim, because maybe the Rebim are only seven armors at all. The Ima Son, the Mizbeach, I've got a bad princess, sorry. And the, the, what they were carrying, the Mizbeach, wouldn't have been from the ground, they're basically given to Spokhan, maybe it's only two or three Spokhan from the ground, so that wouldn't have been such a good ride. When we Oren Gomalo Rabbi Lozer, rather Rabbi Lozer learns it from the Oren. Why? Because we said the Oren is ten tefachim, and when you do this thing of a third to two thirds, it's takach. It comes out in the manam yud koi tuvah. It'll be quite a bit above the ten tefachim in the ground. Afilu in gofan shalavim elagim al amis kamoni. Even if shalavim were only three amis tall like us, had yud ches tefachim that would make eighteen tefachim. The Oren in etoli lematam mekis vosiyan elavot tefachim. The Oron will have been, therefore, hanging below their shoulders, six and two-thirds of a tefach. In which case, you've still got a buffer of, well, more than, you know, above the ten, 
and more. That's right. Uh, no, one and a third. Be eleven and a third. Yeah. Yeah. So then we said the Rigma Moshe. Why don't you learn it from Moshe? Shapiris Amishkan, as we said, he spread the Mishkan on top. And instead, the government should have been as Amish. In which case, the height of the Rebim would have been ten Amish. And instead, the Rebim would have been ten Amish. And then, just like I learn it from the Mishkan. So we said, Omar, Mishkan, and Dorim, that Moshe Rabbeinu was exceptionally tall, etc., etc. Okay? As the Shem will continue tomorrow. Mm-hmm.